Welcome back, everyone, to episode 30 of the Wedding Photo Podcast. Um, we have had a pretty productive week. Um, it's been a really good week. Uh, a couple things. We are finishing up our last weddings. We have um, our final wedding um, this weekend, actually. Um, we've got a couple other, we've got plenty of shoots lined up for the rest of the year, but. Um, this will be our last uh, official wedding that we're shooting. Um, so we're kind of excited about that. I think we're going to have like a good um, month and a half break before we have to jump back into things. So that gives us a little chance to uh, catch up on our editing, finish up uh, the rest of the rest of the weddings, finish them up strong. And then um, we also got a bunny. Uh, my wife and son, they've been wanting a little rabbit for the longest time. Um, so we finally went out and, uh, and got a little bunny and honestly, she's super cute. Uh, she likes to just lay on your lap and she likes to, she likes it when you pet her and that's it. That's all bunnies do. They just sit there and be cute and I'm okay with that. Um, so yeah, pretty exciting week. Uh, besides that, uh, one of our good friends has been uh, running her campaign. She's running for uh, water board um, in the city of Riverside. And Maria has been helping her out a bunch with her campaign. And we've been shooting some photos and videos for her. So we've seen we've seen her grow the last couple of weeks, you know, get getting all her endorsements, going to all these meetings. And I've never been this close to somebody in politics Um uh, in this way so it's been uh, really interesting to to watch her grow to watch her go to all these meetings to get all these endorsements um we're super proud of her gracie torres we're super proud of you so yeah we're excited uh to see her on the ballot and uh we're excited to see what happens in the in these next couple weeks here um so yeah um i think that's about it for that uh, let's see. Oh, this episode is brought to you by IE Photo Rentals. IE Photo Rentals is a rental house located um, here in Southern California in Pomona, and uh, they've been around for some time. They're uh, they're really good friends of mine, um, and I just I've I've been going to IE Photo Rentals for years, like easily over five years now, and I just love them. Any any time that I'm thinking about um, buying a new body or buying a new lens. Um, I know that I can go to them and I can try those things out and get a real feel for them in the field and find out if, um, if that's a purchase that I want to make. Um, that, that's what I did when I discovered, uh, the Sigma art series. Um, and, uh, I started renting the 35 millimeters Sigma art series. And, um, I, I only needed it a few times to know that that was a lens that I definitely wanted to have in my bag. Uh, right now, we've been playing with um, the 85 millimeter. Um, we're thinking about getting that for the next season, and then um, we've also rented out uh, the a the Sony A7 III, uh, more specifically for video. But uh, we've been playing around with it on the photography side of things, and we're really liking the camera, and uh, we're thinking that that's also going to be. A route that we uh, that we take down the line, so we're pretty excited about that. So yeah, go check out iPhoto Rentals. Uh, they are super great. 
they got a ton of equipment um, you can go in and test stuff out you can go on their website and see what they have and if you mention this podcast um, they'll give you 10% off of your next rental so that's pretty cool thank you iPhoto Rentals for supporting this podcast so today's guest is Steven Van Elk. Um, I found out about Steven through his podcast. He hosts a podcast with his friend Dustin uh, called The Wedding Photo Hangover. Um, it's a really funny podcast. If you haven't heard it already, uh, you should go check it out. I'll have links for the podcast uh, in the show notes below. Um, but yeah, I discovered the podcast and I reached out to the guys. They're both really awesome dudes. And then I ended up having Steven and his wife on the podcast before. So if you want to check that episode out, I believe that's episode 17. Uh, you can get to know a little bit more about um, Steven and his wife, Jen, and how they got started in the industry. Um, but yeah, Steven's become a pretty close friend of mine, and uh, we're always talking about wedding photography uh, so I had him come on the podcast to talk a little bit about uh, different situations that could arise during a wedding and get his his take on some of those things. Um, these are some stories that have happened to me, uh, some stories that have happened to some friends of mine um, and other stories that I've heard as well. So I had him on and uh, yeah, we had a really good talk. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Um, we joked around a bunch. And we we went on so long that um, I had to split up the podcast into two episodes. So you're going to get two episodes of Stephen Van Elk. So without any further ado, I present to you episode one with Stephen Van Elk. shut my computer and walk away well i guess i'll have to do it all by myself then <laughs> uh so um on your podcast you guys talk a lot about like different situations that that arise during a wedding and uh i, I like the way you're always uh, like explaining your side or like how you would do things so um we're going to talk about different situations that could arise during a wedding and uh, mm -hmm. i just wanted to get it, your take on it so, oh, yeah. that's what you wanted to do? <laughs> I thought that'd be good. <laughs> cool, let's do it. Let's let's play ball. All right. Um. So yeah, man. Uh, I got a bunch of different situations that I uh that I came up with. All these are like stuff that has happened to me, or um, you know, a couple people that I've talked to. Ooh, so, so are you gonna let me just like take a swing, totally whiff it? And then you'll be like, oh, and this is how I hit a home run straight out of the park on this one, Steve. Well, is that is that what this is going to be like? Well, don't don't give it away, man. Are you setting me up to fail? <laughs> no, I'm setting myself up to win. <laughs> That's smart. That's smart. Always set kidding. yourself up to succeed. No, man. I just I would like to get your take on 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 these things. Okay. Uh, Got it. So the first one. It's a photographer I know, so it's not even my story, okay? Mm -hmm. And um, she's she's newer into the wedding industry. She's done a few weddings uh, by by herself now, and this this came up at her last wedding, and she had asked me about it, and uh, and she told me about how she handled it. 
Um, so basically, she was the lead photographer at her wedding. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think she had a second. I think it was just her. <clears throat> and the bride and groom also hired um, a videographer who had an assistant. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody was real cool with each other. There, there, there weren't any real problems from, from my understanding. Um, this wouldn't be a situation if everyone was real cool with each other. Uh, you <laughs> <laughs> well, things did take a turn. <laughs> so uh, at some point in the day, and I think it was during like um, during the bridal party photos, mm-hmm. the videographer's assistant uh, decided to switch her camera to um, to photography. And oh, wow. she took the bridal party and started doing photos of the bridal party like to what? get yep. <laughs> what the hell yeah man to uh, like to get i guess to get some photos for her portfolio you know what yeah and uh and so so yeah i guess my question to you is what would you do in that situation mm. <laughs> see that that's a great question because my my first question would be, is tackling out of <laughs> bounds? Are are you allowed to just tackle this person straight to the ground and then bust their camera apart? Well, like, uh, <laughs> do you have the funds to cover the cost of their camera and possibly a lawsuit for attacking them in front of a bunch of people? Well, I think you've been in this business for a <laughs> while now. And so I'm sure you'd want to keep some sort of uh, professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> mm, but would I? But would it? You, you gotta ask yourself how how much is it worth it to keep some semblance of professionalism when this person is keeping no semblance of professionalism? <laughs> I mean, like the honest answer is like you walk over to the lead videographer and mm-hmm. you just say to them, "Hey, um, your assistant has pulled them aside to do photos. Yeah. My contract says I'll be the only photographer here on the day." this needs to stop. And then, you know, you let the lead videographer deal with that. Yeah. Um, in reality, like the lead videographer, like this shouldn't have ever happened. Like the lead videographer should have stopped it if he saw it starting. Yeah. Because there's no reason why the lead videographer needs photos of the bridal party. Mm -hmm. If they need a photo, it's more than likely going to be a photo of the bride and the groom together to use as a thumbnail for their thing. And they can pull that from a still frame. So, yeah, I, I feel like you got to say something to the lead videographer. And if he doesn't put a stop to it or she doesn't put a stop to it, sorry, I'm being a little bit sexist there. Yeah. Um, then you got to step over to the assistant and just be like, this is not cool. This needs to stop. If this doesn't stop, we're shutting this whole thing down. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to talk to the bride and groom and just let them know that you're voiding their contract with me right now. Mm-hmm. And you guys are going to, like, be done for the day. Or I'm going to be done for the day. Mm-hmm. One of the two. Like, <laughs> Well, but, I mean, you got to you got to kind of bring the hammer down on that. What what did this person end up doing, Ulysses? So I think she handled it pretty well. This is the first she time she tackled them. Nice. <laughs> she tackled. <laughs> oh man, she should have. But I think uh, let's see. So uh, I was actually talking to her last night, making sure it was okay to use her story. And, oh, uh, so you can actually use her name. Uh, I'm not going to. <laughs> You're keeping her anonymous. Yes. Good call. Good call. Uh, but she Did wrote this end poorly. Is that how poorly? It no, ended? no, no, no. <laughs> no, I just don't want to call anybody out, man. <laughs> so she said that she didn't know what to do, and uh, so I'll tell you wh- what happened during the photo. She was taking photos of 
of the bridal party. And so, um, the, our, uh, the, my friend, she decided to just take some photos of the couple while that was going on to figure out what was going on. And uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. the photos of the bridal party without the couple. Yeah. In? Yeah. What's she like, point of those photos? <laughs> <laughs> she like took them that aside. Help your portfolio. At yeah. All. That's the thing. She just kind of started doing her own thing and it totally threw <laughs> off my friend. So she What's just, the videographer doing? <laughs> What the hell was the videographer doing? Oh, that was the other thing. I think she had worked with the videographer a couple times and, and again, no problems, you know, didn't have the assistant there. It was just a videographer and, and they had no issues. So it was to her, it was very weird, you know, when the assistant started doing this and she looked over at the videographer and he was just like, not, not really doing anything about it, you know, like it was Gosh. all normal. So, um, so uh, she- <laughs> I mean, can I just ask? He was a man, right? Uh, I believe so. Mm. <laughs> typical, typical response for a man. They see their second shooter doing something. They're just like, no, I'm hands off. Yeah. I, I don't believe in confrontation. Yeah. And I think the assistant was a female. Oh, man, we're getting real sexist. We're getting in the weeds <laughs> here. So after she was done doing some of the, the couple's photos, um, she said, uh, right now we're on time, but if we don't get your bridal party photos done, then you, you'll be late to your grand entrance or you could opt out, you know, if they don't want to do them at all. And she said it loud enough for the couple, the bridal party and the assistant to hear. So that's basically how she went about it. And, um, the bridal went passive aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, and the bridal, no. And when like the, when you were a kid, you had like the whole guidance counselor thing at your school who comes in and they're like, these are the different ways you can interact with people. <laughs> you can be aggressive. You can be assertive or you can be passive aggressive <laughs> or, or passive. You can just be passive, I guess, too. <laughs> and uh, every single time that happened, I was like, oh, I think I'm a passive aggressive person. <laughs> Taking the safe route, man. Uh, no, she, yeah. So she, she said that and the bridal party, they were like, oh yeah, we better hurry up and get these done because they don't, they, they don't want to not do them. So they, you know, they pretty much brushed off the assistant after that. And, uh, she does feel that she should have said something, but you know, you live and learn. She says the next time something like that, she knows now to kind of, you know, put her foot down. Ulysses, are you okay over there? I hear sirens. I think, I think I'm gonna be okay, man. I got, I got my blood So she on. didn't just like look over and be like, Rhonda, hey, Rhonda, hey, how about you put the camera down, Rhonda? <laughs> Before I tackle you. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it was the videographer's assistant, so I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb here, say she's probably shooting with like a Canon Rebel. That doesn't cost much to replace, right? <laughs> she, she's got like maybe a Sony A6000. Like, yeah, that's pretty cheap. I mean, if I saw that, then yeah, I'd probably, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Rhonda, do you want me to set your camera on fire? Or maybe you tackle the videographer. That way you get. <laughs> so now you're not even tackling the person doing the thing that's wrong. You're tackling their Exactly. Direct, yes. Their, yes. Their boss. Yep. And then you just hope that they look over and see it happening. And they're like, oh, I have to run over and help my boss out. Yeah. <laughs> And then you start taking all the photos. You're good to go. <laughs> so uh, the, the, then uh, the videographer later on after the wedding was over, the videographer posted a video clip on their Instagram. 
And uh, let's see, the videographer posted a clip on the Instagram. Um, and then he, uh, under his caption, he tagged his assistant. And then after that was like the, uh, what was it? The other event, the DJ. And in the very bottom, in very small letters, she tagged my, he tagged my friend. So no, it, you, can't, you can't say at the very bottom in very small letters because it's Instagram. So all the letters are the same size. That, that's how that's how she put it. So it felt it, like very it, small letters. Yeah. And, and it made it seem like the assistant was a photographer at that wedding. So what she did is she um, she asked the bride that if she posted any photos, if she would tag her. And the bride said, of course, she's going to tag her. And she saw what the DJ had done. She thought it was a little shady. So every every picture since then. Uh, that the bride has posted, of course she tagged, you know, my friend as the photographer. So nice. I, I, I told her to me, it wasn't like, as long as your bride is tagging you, I think that's like the biggest thing, right? Cause I mean, you're going to get more referrals through the bride than, uh, through a, a, a videographer. I imagine. I don't know. This feels like the start of a photographer videographer war, which <laughs> I have been preparing for for a very long time. <laughs> I know you have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I started in video and I transitioned to photography, yeah. so I've jumped sides of the fence. Yeah. And now I'm I'm playing for the other team. Or, I've got all the inside information, Ulysses. Or you're undercover. <gasps> and you're <laughs> No, I've been found out. <laughs> Just blew your cover, man. <laughs> man. You're gonna have to get a whole new name, a whole new identity. <laughs> Gotta go back underground. Seeing Van Elk was working so well for me. Oh my god. <laughs> I think I think she handled it pretty well though. You know, for not 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 knowing what to do, first time being in a situation like that, you know. Yeah, and then she jumped on Wedding Wire and on the knot and on that videographer's Facebook page and mm -hmm. just left like a one star review on every single yeah. one. She made fake accounts and uh, <laughs> and <laughs> she did that multiple times, try to get him shut down. Yeah. Yeah. I would also do that. <laughs> just kidding. I do that. No, you can't do that. <laughs> if you start doing that to other people, then they're going to start doing it to you. You just got to play nice. Yeah. yeah. And hope other people play nice. It's the only way to win this game. So then she did do the right thing. Well, crazy. I mean, I am a double agent. We've already been over that. <laughs> Can you trust me now? Uh, I'm a little freaked out now. Uh, let's see. <laughs> so this one, this is something that uh, did happen to us a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Um, we had, uh, we booked, you know what? This was like, there were, there were red flags from the beginning, but we met up with a couple to book for their wedding. And they were they were a nice couple, but uh, right off the bat, um, the bride started bride to be started telling us about um, everything that uh, was going to go into their wedding, like all the things that they were going to have, all the all the decor, and basically they were having a straight. You up, don't like brides who communicate with you about what they're no, going to have at their not wedding. It, Is that what man. you're saying? <laughs> I'm not setting you up for <laughs> failure here, man. You know? <laughs> no, I'm walking into the failure on my own. <laughs> She was having a Pinterest wedding, basically. She was telling us about um, all the 100 different, you know, wooden signs that she was going to have. I got nothing against wooden signs, but, like, she was going overboard. And then for for the engagement photo, same thing. She had an idea of, like, you know, the the writing under the shoes. She was she was bringing, like, 10 different signs to take pictures with, all these props. And we're not really 
prop photographers like we never provide any props if if the couple brings a prop or two we don't mind it we'll photograph it but uh, they had very specific photos in mind. Like she brought her uh, Pinterest cal- or Pinterest board out, and I was like, wanted that photo, want this photo. Like we didn't get to free roam at all. Mm. And yeah, I hate that. Yeah, and so uh, so we shot their engagement session, turned them in within the week, and they didn't like their photos. They weren't happy with any of their photos. <laughs> Of course they weren't because they didn't look like their Pinterest board. (laughs) They just wanted you to do a face swap on their Pinterest board and plop their faces into those other photos. You know what? Maybe that's what what I should have done. Are you (laughs) saying that's what you would do? (laughs) I mean, legally, no, I can't say that because then when I get taken to court for doing that, it'll be on record saying that I said that I would do that. But yeah, no. But but wink wink I get it I got it yeah. I'm winking at you right now <laughs> listeners can't see this I'm winking don't do this Ulysses wink so so what would you do in that situation then uh is the situation is just that they're upset with the shoot you turn in you turn in your um your couple's photos and they write back saying they're unhappy with their photos. Mm. They already paid you though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say, oh, turns out we're not a great fit. So I'm going to keep that deposit. Um, thank you so much for that. And you can go find another photographer. Done and done. Are you allowed to do that? <laughs> we're uh, going to keep you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a non-refundable deposit, but. <laughs> that, I mean, that's if you want to get a lot of one-star reviews, that is a great that's way, way to go. go. That's the way to yeah. go. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help everybody listening to this podcast today get all those one-star reviews they've been hoping for. <laughs> uh, we, we ended up doing a second engagement session. and We've. Yeah, I've I've had to do that before. Yeah, and we uh, we I was a little bit more clear. I had them be a little bit more clear on what exactly they wanted, and then mm-hmm. um, I instead of just like kind of you know this was early in the days. I think I had found a spot and we just did it, but this time I was like, where do you guys actually want to shoot? Basically, had them answer all the questions. Like, what do you guys want to do? Oh, no, no, you you want to shoot at twelve in the afternoon? Yeah, Perfect. no, that'll be great. Perfect. Uh, yes. Yeah, direct. Out. You you want to stand yeah. straight out in the sun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, good, 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 good. In a field, in a field of dead weeds in the <laughs> <laughs> at noon. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, it's gonna be great. Uh, no, I mean that shoot went good. We did all of the Pinterest photos, um, and they were happier. But uh, now we were dreading the wedding, though, because you can't redo a wedding. Whoa, this is a wedding you still got coming up? No, no. This was a couple years back. Oh, okay. And uh, unfortunately, what ended up happening (laughs) is... uh, What? (laughs) uh, Unfortunately for them... uh, Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, They ended up uh, splitting up before the wedding actually took place. Oh no! Yeah, was yeah. it because your photos were so bad? I think so, man. I think our photos were so bad that they got div- they got divorced before they got married. <laughs> it's a pre-divorce. <laughs> pre-divorce. Yeah, just making up new stuff here, man. Uh, well. Yeah, I mean, we you know we were pretty bummed out. Uh, 
we were we were already worried about the wedding, um, but we were just making sure we were going to do everything that you know she wanted. But it was kind of like uh, we knew the next time we talked to couples that that's actually when we learned like, hey, it's okay to say uh, we're not the right fit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was one of those situations. Like we we kind of knew them through somebody else, so you know we felt like we needed to say yes. But uh, yeah. the next time something like that came up, it's okay to just not take a couple if it doesn't feel right, you know? But the important thing, Ulysses, <laughs> when they pre-divorced, <laughs> you kept that deposit, right? Yeah, well, it's non-refundable, Steve. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, uh, and the way we found out... <clears throat> um, Hopefully none of them are listening to this podcast. Uh, the way we found out is uh, Marie and I were just walking through Target and we ran into her her mother and uh, we were like beelining towards her mom and she saw us and then like looked around to try to avoid us. But we... <laughs> Wait, this is real life, Ulysses. This is, is real this, life. Is this a sitcom? No, this is actually this actually right happened. Now. No, man, you should know this is real life because I just started with my wife and I were at Target, and that's pretty much where we live. Besides this this apartment here, I feel like that's where most photographers live is Target. Yeah. <laughs> so I made eye co- we made eye contact with her mother. She saw us. She looked left and right and was like, where can I go? Realized she couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> so then we, we walked up. You know, we were excited to see her because the wedding was coming up in like uh, like five months or something like that. And as soon as we got to her, we asked her how she was doing. And she started bawling immediately. And we were we didn't know what to do. We were sitting in Target with his mother just crying. Um, Ulysses, I'm sorry. Are you a human being? Well, do you not have arms? I, I, do you not have feelings? <laughs> Could you not give this woman a hug? Look, man, we were <laughs> we were thrown off. Okay, we said, "Hey, how are you?" And immediate tears. We didn't know what to do. We wanted to know what was going on. So then she told us right away what had happened. Um, she asked us if like we had already known, but we had no idea. So that was the first time she told us that they had split up. Mm-hmm. So. so now, did you give her a hug? Jeez, yeah, she's yeah, hurting, Ulysses. <laughs> no, she. Uh, and and she asked us if if they owed us any more money, and we're like, and you were like, no. yes, yes, absolutely. I need, I need cash I need, right now. I need the remaining balance, please. No, dude. I have a heart, Stephen. All right. I only I kept. Know you didn't I only kept a hug the, when she started crying. I only kept the non-refundable deposit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is gonna sound so bad. So anyways, no, I think I think the people listening to your podcast are mostly photographers and they'll understand. <laughs> but I think uh, that, like I said, that was a perfect lesson to, you know, you don't have to say yes to everyone. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's where we learned that from. So about halfway through the story, when when you got to the mom at Target, I was like, oh, Ulysses has told me this story once before already. And it like finally all started to click and make sense in my head. <laughs> But up until then, I was like, this is completely new to me. Totally. <laughs> Did I tell you the totally story already? For loop. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like with uh, when somebody comes at you with like a bunch of Pinterest stuff, yeah, you kind of have to lay down the groundwork like, hey, I'm, a, I'm an artist and I'm a creative. Um, and I know a lot of photographers out there might feel like, no, I'm not. Like they might think in the back of their head they're an artist and they're yeah. creative, but they don't feel comfortable like voicing that yet. Yeah. Like because they're not confident enough in their work yet. So I feel like 
you you got to take that leap and you, you just got to like if you if you're just starting out you got to be you got to find a way to get yourself comfortable enough and confident enough in your own work to say to the couple like this this for me it's not it's not like a it's not like a factory job it's not like a paint by numbers sort of thing mm-hmm. like this is I'm putting my heart and my soul into your photos and I'm not, I'm not going to be able to just replicate a bunch of stuff I see on Pinterest like I need the cre- the I need the creative license from you to create photos that will be magical and wonderful and that other people will see on Pinterest and want to copy. Yeah. Like that is the goal of our shoot. Our sh- our goal is not to just copy what other people have done. Our goal is to create something that other people want to do. And, and so I, like it's it's really difficult to get to that point though where you yeah. have that kind of confidence. Like I would say I didn't have that kind of confidence until like this year and I've been doing this now for 8 years with my yeah. wife. Yeah, for sure. And uh I think that was one of the big takeaways from that uh situation as well. You know, uh after that we did we realized we don't want to be like we hadn't run into a problem where you know, they wanted all these Pinterest photos, but that's when we realized like, we don't want to be those photographers where, you know, we're, we're just replicate replicating other people's, uh, photography. Um, so from there we started forming our own way of telling our, our couples, Hey, you're, you're hiring us for our work and our style and the way we do. And then, uh, the way we do things. And then, um, and then, just gain their trust so that we can um, take full control of of the session and what we're doing and they trust us in everything that that we're doing and now we don't give for the most part we don't give any of our couples um you know any i mean they trust us to do everything you know what i mean they, mm-hmm. they really just come to us they already know that they want our work they hire us and from there on we have their trust and we can pretty much do whatever we want and we have the confidence now like you said to go into a shoot and make it fun for them and exciting and do all these cool things and then they get their engagement photos back and they're just like that was the best experience ever our photos are amazing so now when we go into the wedding they have no questions they have no doubt you know what i mean so that that was that was a big takeaway from from that situation Mm -hmm. as well yeah so it's like when you go into photography you can be you know Oh man, I'm gonna age myself here. You you can be like the Chris Rock or the Dave Chappelle or the Jerry Seinfeld, you know, or you could be like the Carrot Top or the Gallagher. And I'm not <laughs> talking about Gallagher number one. I'm talking about Gallagher number two, his twin brother who bought his act from him and then just did the same things on stage. I'm gonna Google that now. What the heck? That actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. What the heck? Yeah, yeah, Gallagher, like the guy who smashed the watermelons, he had a twin brother supposedly who bought his like comedy act from him. Yeah. And then like toured doing his same comedy act. What in the world, dude? What the- Maybe that's just some weird story I heard sometime. Maybe it's not true, but I believe it in my heart whether it's true or not. I feel like that's a rabbit hole I'm going to dive into oh, after this. Oh, yeah, podcast. I hope so. <laughs> Okay, I got so another one story. for you. When I was younger, I had oh. really curly, floppy brown or blonde hair. Yeah. And um, my friends called me Carrot Top. 
And my friends in college photoshopped my face into a bunch of carrot top pictures. Oh my god! And uh, pre-steroid carrot top. Pre-steroid, yeah. <laughs> Look at this body, Ulysses. You know it was pre-steroid. Well, I, I just I was trying to think of which one would be funnier if your if your head was photoshopped over pre-steroid or <laughs> post-steroid carrot top. The, the, the funniest thing about post-steroid carrot top is like the way his face looks on top of all those muscles. So, <laughs> you know what? I have to find out for myself. I'm just gonna take a quick picture. Here. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So let's say you go shoot a wedding, right? And I'm sure you have um, on your contract um, like a, an expected date of delivery for your photos, right? Whatever that. What's may a be. contract? <laughs> <laughs> just go along with this, okay? <laughs> I'll just pretend like I know. Just Don't worry. Yes, contract. Got it. <laughs> um, and uh, your your bride, I'm sure this has happened too. Your bride contra- uh, contacts you after the wedding before their photos are done, maybe like a week or two after, and they already want their photos. Mm, Ulysses. <laughs> I've told you before how fast we deliver photos. Oh, man. Do you guys do it that fast? One week. Jeez, man. Okay, let's say the next day they want their photos. <laughs> no, we've had that happen, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And what do you yeah, do? We've uh, we've shot a shot a wedding, and like the de- next day, yeah. Jen's gotten a text from one of the brides, and they're just like, hey, when will I be able to see my photos? And it's like, hey, it's Sunday, and I told you we're shooting another wedding on Sunday. <laughs> like <laughs> You know, I need a little um, bit more time than that. <laughs> well, our contract actually says that we won't deliver photos for a month after okay. the wedding. So it's kind of like the uh, under promise over deliver sort of thing. Yeah. So we say your photos won't be ready for a month and then we try to get them ready by uh, one week out. And I think like the longest it's ever taken us to get photos back to somebody is two weeks. Two weeks. Man. Yeah. That's pretty fast. Um we we take a little bit longer than that, but that's because all our packages currently include an album. And so oh, yeah. so we edit the photos pretty quickly, but then we order the album, and the album, I mean, it could take up to like three weeks for the album to arrive. It, See, yeah. we edit the photos in one week, send all that to them with like a digital download or whatever. Mm-hmm. We, we wait to send them, to give them like permission to download the files until mm-hmm. we've heard back from them after they've seen the photos. <laughs> we want to know they like those photos before we let them download those photos. We, and and so, we, yeah, we just started doing that. We're, we decided yeah. we want to get them to them faster because um we've had a few times where they ask about it we give sneak peeks right after the wedding and then a co- like a week like two weeks go by and then they ask about the photos but usually our all our couples have been super sweet with us and you know we tell them we're still working on their album we give them an update um and then uh and then they're usually okay with that and then when we mm-hmm. package up their album and you know their photos and everything and, and ship it out to them like when you see our package, it's it's a pretty cool package, and I imagine them opening it and you know being pretty happy. And every time we have sent sent our package out, um, they are really happy. So I feel like there's that relief, like they were they were waiting for their photos. They wish they had them a little sooner, but then they get that package, and and it's you know a very like pretty exciting thing for them. Mm-hmm. But we do get contacted early on about their photos so we're switching it up we're going over to delivering digital now so do you guys get the like 
you make an album for them, right? Mm-hmm. Do you send them like the album to say yes or no to pages or how does that work? No, we have a full uh, artistic control over the album. <laughs> I would say that's what we need to do. <laughs> but no, the, and, and, the, way, the, the way we do our albums is we sell them. I think it's like a 20 page album. Yeah. And then Jen designs like 40 pages mm-hmm. and says, hey you can upgrade and get the full 40-page album for this much money. Yeah. Or you can toss pages from the album. Like, you can just get rid of pages. Yeah. Um, But you can't, like, redesign the entire album. Yeah. So it's, like, some artistic license and some us trying to sell just a little bit more. Yeah. So we, we what we've done is we just – we want to minimize, minimize – um, as much like I guess contact between the clients. <laughs> I don't like. I I like to shoot these people's weddings. I do it all Get silent, out. completely silent, mute the whole time. Um, if I need to say anything to them, I just sign it to Maria, and then she goes up and she talks to them. Pretty much, man. Ulysses out, one hundred percent. Sometimes I use sign language, but that also costs more. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, no, I. The way we word it is, you know, we we include the price of the album into the package and the way we market it is um, it's all inclusive. So whether they want the album or not, it's something that we're making for them. It's our way of showing our, you know, our style and uh, and and telling their story uh, through 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 the way we see it. So Mm -hmm. that's that's how we market it never had any complaints it's just a nice surprise you know like uh most of our clients you know when they come back and decide on us a lot of photographers they say a lot of photographers aren't even offering albums um really that that they've seen so and the fact that it just comes with it and they don't have to do anything they kind of like that so we've always yeah we've always done a lot of people like that yeah and and the albums are pretty nice man i mean they're how many pages are they like 20 like 20 or 30 yeah, they're like like twenty or thirty pages. Um, they're lay flat, thick pages. You have to like you know, the the pages don't bend. Uh, they're leather bound. They're really nice. Um, so we've had a lot of success with them, but it's a pain having to wait for them to show up and turn them into our clients. So, mm-hmm. so I think we're gonna just you know have them as as an add on basically from now on. Yeah. So it's kind of sad. So. Like with all of our packages, it's like the base package doesn't come with an album, but the higher packages do come with albums. And I had the sweetest thing happen to me because like Jen and I work together under her business, Jennifer Vano Photography. We're like co-owners of it, though you wouldn't know it because it's just her name. Um, And then I have like my own side business, Redwood Lane. And I had a couple who hired me and they wanted to upgrade to get more hours on the wedding day. And they're like, oh, we want to upgrade to get more hours, but we don't want a wedding or we don't want a wedding album. (laughs) And um, (laughs) I was like, "Okay, well, here's the cost to add the amount of hours on that you want. And it was like fifty dollars less than if they just bought an album, like upgraded to the package with the album. Yeah. I was like, or you can upgrade to the package of the album. And they're like, nah, we'd rather just do it that (laughs) way. And I was like, yes. Like, because the album cost me more than fifty dollars yeah. to make. Oh yeah. So it makes more it makes more sense, but uh 
but I guess that worked out better for you. (laughs) And then their parents contacted Jen um, to see if they could order an album. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, man, this really worked out the best for us money wise. (laughs) That's pretty sweet, man. (laughs) Oh, it's like if I could only get more clients like that. Yeah, we don't want an album. And okay, then their parents (laughs) add one on. So, so this situation, this was something that had happened, you know, to us. Wait, did we ever answer that question about the albums though? No, I'm getting, I'm I'm, I'm getting back to it right now. So, uh, this is something that happened to us. And since then we, you know, it's something we bring up a lot more when we first meet up with the couple, we, we talk about the contract. We let them know how long they can expect, uh, to wait for their photos. Um, Mm -hmm. when I have my, um, my pre-wedding, uh, conference call with them, you know, a month out, uh, same thing. I bring it up again. Um, I email that conference call. I email everything we talk about right after the call and I include it in there too. And just a reminder, you know, you're not going to get your, you know, your photos are expected this much after just so they, they're very much aware of it. And even, even with that, they still ask, you know, after the wedding, um, and you're like, no, 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 look, I sent you a reminder. <laughs> if, you know, I, I, it wasn't really a reminder. It was me putting you in your place. If you, you don't ask for the photos. If you check your email. I give you the photos when I'm ready to give you the photos. You check your email. I included the contract. Clause B. <laughs> <laughs> Section 2. <laughs> Isn't that the worst when you get an email and it's like, and here is the part of the contract that clearly talks about this thing. And you're like, oh, dude, just just tell me just, like. Just be a person. Yes or no. Like. <laughs> Just be a normal person. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm not going to litigate, you know. (laughs) No, we definitely started uh, mentioning it more because at this, with this particular client, they actually uh, threatened to take us to small claims court because of it. How how long were they waiting for their photos? So uh, we have two to three months on our contract because of the albums. And... um, Three weeks, three weeks after the wedding, uh, they were asking for their photos. Um, and at the time, this was a while, while back. Uh, I, I even let them customize their own package. They didn't want all the stuff that I included. They wanted to pay mm-hmm. me more to do less. And I was totally okay with that. But one of the things <laughs> that they wanted, <laughs> one of the things they wanted was uh, 10 uh, USB sticks, I guess, so they can pass around the family. So at the three week mm-hmm. mark, even though like the album wasn't done, I went ahead and uh, finished up all the photos and sent out the 10 USB sticks. So they had their photos. And then mm-hmm. um, the week after that, I had already ordered the album. Uh, a week after that, they were already ask- asking for their album. And then this time I did remind them, well, just, you know, like I said before, and it's stated in the contract. You'll get your album within two to three months. So that means you can expect your album uh, around this, you know, particular time. Mm-hmm. And and the message back was, okay, I will be looking out for it. If I don't receive it by that time, I will be taking you to small claims court. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Assholes. Yeah. So, you know. And why, why wouldn't they just say, oh, if I don't receive it by that time, I'll let you know. Like, why Why is the go-to, yeah. and I will be taking you to small claims court? Like, yeah. geez. 
And, and, you know, it's easier to talk about it now, but when those things happen to you, you I mean, you take those things to heart. Like you really think about yeah, like, no, what, I'd be panicking. what I'd be am I doing? Out. You know, why did I even get in this business? What the heck? I quit wedding photography. I quit, I quit wedding photography. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was tough. It was tough on me. Mar you know, Maria really helped me keep straight. She's like, dude, this is not a big deal. Don't even worry about it. But, um, yeah, that was kind of hard to overcome. Wait, wait, wait. How did that end, though? Five-star um, review? Five-star review. <laughs> it ended with a five-star review. Don't lie. It was five Don't star. lie. Of course, man. Yeah. Five-star review. Always. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did you end up throwing anything else in? Just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I just got to make them happy. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to send them a little no. canvas as well or something. I'm going to tell you what I did, actually. <laughs> well, you're not going to tell me what you did? Uh, I am going to tell oh, you. I am going to tell you. You pooped in a bag and you left it on the doorstep <laughs> no, and lit no, it on no, fire. No, no. no I'm pretty sure. you came out and stomped out the fire there, you were like, you, oh, you got poop on your boots. You involved feces. I'm pretty sure there's some jail time involved there, okay? <laughs> I'm smarter than that. <laughs> No, uh, at the time, the, the lab we were using for our albums was uh, much newer. And what I would do is I would order the albums and have them come to me first so I can repackage them really nice because they would come packaged in like reused packaging. So like it would be wrapped in a FedEx bag inside of a DHL bag inside of a UPS bag and taped up all crazy. And it came straight from China. Well, with this client's album, I had them ship it straight to their house just like that. So <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure it got there as soon as possible, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I think I did the right thing. I think you did, too. <laughs> I stand by that decision. <laughs> but you're in California. Don't people love that when you use something that's, like, reclaimed and recycled out there? I or is hope, that just a Californian stereotype? I hope so. I never heard from them again, except for the five-star review. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you do at weddings? When uh, typically I know I, I know what you do. Good, like, solid five-minute nap. You do <laughs> at least twenty times throughout the day. You know, I gotta keep my energy up somehow, Ulysses. That's what uh, that's what Red Bulls are for, and tons of coffee. In fact, yeah, I take a nice cold brew. The nap. No, no, you take a cold Power brew. Nap. You you dump a Red Bull into the cold brew, and then you take a nap. That's how you do it. That sounds utterly disgusting. Please <laughs> tell me you don't do that with your life or no. your heart. No, man, I'm trying to live, uh, you know, as long as possible, at least ten more years, if I can. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I can say I made it, you know. So at weddings, I know what you do at weddings, Steven. You take naps. But um, <laughs> what do you do when you... I'm just like a cat. I'm just catnapping <laughs> all day long. People Wait. are like, come over here and take a photo. I'm like, if you ask for it, it's not happening. <laughs> are you sleeping, like standing up? Are you just like... Jen actually has to bring like a laser pointer to the weddings. And she, like, she just plays with a laser pointer. And then that's how she gets me over to where I need to be to take pictures. <laughs> I bet you're pretty quick too, huh? Yeah, super quick. <laughs> Nimble. <laughs> no, at weddings, when you lose time uh, from the schedule. So, you know, you're, uh, so I'll tell you what happened, okay? I was at a wedding and uh, it was a beautiful venue. It was a really nice venue. They had a beautiful mm -hmm. garden. Actually, we were really excited to shoot at this venue because it was like super, super 
high class. Um, the the area where the ceremony was supposed to take place um, was surrounded by uh, these like twenty foot walls of bush decorated with like flowers. It was it was really sweet. Um, but it rained that day, and it rained <laughs> and it rained hard. So we didn't get to use any of the grounds at all. Um, and then we had like an hour and our, or an hour and a half to do family photos and um, all the bridal party photos and the romantics. But um, because of the heavy rain, it got dark quicker too. Mm-hmm. So that caused the problem. So we basically got down to like, we had like a good half hour to do everything. So what do you do in those types of situations? When you say everything, do you mean like bridal party and couple or do you mean like bridal party, family photos and couple? Yep. Everything. Oh, man. You got to prioritize family photos you can do with flashes and you can do any time of the day or night. So that's a that's good whenever. Um, so Should've you can done that. say, hey, we'll done push that. the family photos back to the reception <laughs> if we need to. Yeah. And uh, the bridal party is not nearly as important as the couple photos, in my very humble opinion. Um, so I'd be like, hey, we're going to get two shots of the bridal party. One very traditional like line shot. Another one where you guys are more like hanging out. Maybe like a walking shot away from that. Yeah. Um, everybody walking away. And then, bam, straight into couple photos. Um because you're super crunched on time if you only got 30 minutes. So yeah. you, you just got to make those really, really difficult decisions. And man, that situation sucks. It does. And the other, the other thing that kind of sucked in that one, and I mean, it, it's totally understandable, but when we got to the romantics, uh, the bride, the, the bride did not want to go out in the rain. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, you've been there. I've seen your photos. If, if it's raining and the couple's out to go down there, like I'm totally down to just go out there and, and get some wild photos, you know, but they were, well, not. I mean, my Canon cameras are weather sealed, so exactly. it's cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're shooting with Sony's now, right? Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Still, oh, ca- still oh, Canon okay. for photos. Okay. Cool, so cool, cool. As, as long as we have cannons and there's rain, you're going to, you're going to see me out <laughs> in the rain. <laughs> But yes, when I switch to Sony, I'll probably be a little bit more uh, cautious. <laughs> no, we ended up, uh, we did do the family photos uh, only because there were some specifics like, you know, um, the mom had to be inside while the dad was outside, that kind of thing. And, oh, man. You know what sucks. I mean? Yeah, those kinds yeah. of things. So we just went ahead and did it. Uh, the bridal party photos we did keep those uh pretty minimal we just did a big large group and a couple of them and then the romantics i mean everything ended up working out but i mean we were cutting down on on light for sure like the the venue lights started to come on and there wasn't a good enough area like the the rain really really messed us up because there wasn't now did you try this ulysses the bride says she doesn't want to go out in the rain because she doesn't want to get wet so you just talk to the best man and you're like, look, she's going to hate herself and you for the rest of her life. And you're never going to get to see the groom again. If you don't take a bucket of water and just happen to whoopsie daisy, spill it all over her. Wow. Then she'll be keen to go out in the rain because she's already <laughs> wet. Now you're going out in the rain, getting those sweet, sweet romantic photos you wanted. So and t- she's soaking wet, just like, you know, mm-hmm. Rachel McAdams in the notebook. Mm-hmm. And that's, did you try? Did you tell her about the notebook when she said she didn't <laughs> want to go out in the rain? Did you Did you bring up the notebook? I got a question for you. 
What yeah. if the best man goes to her and tells her your plan and it totally backfires on you? Then what do you do? <laughs> I'm still in the same exactly. situation I was in before the best man went up to her. I'm fine. So you're still screwed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, I think we did the best that we could. And I, honestly, the photos came out really great. Uh, like, uh, when you at look at this point in your career, were you doing any like off camera flash stuff at all? Um, no, man, I, I really love to push the ISO. Like I'm not afraid mm-hmm. to push the ISO. Uh, that's been a, that's been a talk recently with some of my friends. Cause, um, I, I have shot some backyard weddings pushing the ISO as far as like 6,000. And, and to me, it just looks fine. The, the great 6,400. Sorry, yeah, 6400. Yeah. And, and the grain does not, does not bother me, you know? And then, uh, I've been asking 6400 is our limit. It, yeah, it is. Okay. So yeah. I've been asking around and like my closest friends have all said like 2000 and that made me feel like I was doing something wrong. But then I went in second shot with them and, uh, I would shoot at 6400 and then show them the photos and they're like, Oh my God, how'd you get that? I was like, I pushed the ISO. <laughs> it looks fine. It looks fine to me, you know? Well, I mean, it's like, so 6,400 is like a, if you absolutely have to, you can go there. Mm-hmm. That's like, I'm in a super dark church or something like that. Yeah. Um, typically we try to keep it under 3,200 with like the 5D Mark three and the 5D Mark four. Yeah. With like the 5D Mark two and the 7D, which is what, uh, we both started on yeah. was the 70 not going above 1600 on that thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like hard, hard to stop at 1600. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, like just because of that as like a general like thing, like I try not to go above 1600 most of the time, no matter what camera I'm using on the yeah. day. Um, but yeah, 6400 is like the, if you go over that, like your picture is just going to be way too grainy and unusable. Yeah. But like 6400, I feel like it's like where you can go where it's like, <laughs> the bride and the groom will just like the picture. Whereas like, you'll look at it and be like, I see the grain. But then again, as a friend pointed out to me, most photographers are putting, are putting filters on their photos that add film grain. Yeah, that's so. true. <laughs> Who cares if you put a little more grain in? That's true. Shooting that's true. We, high, right? we so. keep, we keep our grain on our, on our filters all the way down, but no, that, that is true. Uh, the, what got me into doing the high ISO is, you know, we, we have multiple cameras, so we'll, we'll shoot flash, especially for reception. You know, when it gets dark, Mm -hmm. we'll shoot flash. Um, but because we have multiple cameras, I like kind of giving like best of both worlds, you know, you get some flash photos and then you get some really artsy low light, you know, photography, some fun, you know, DJ light photos, uh, without, without a flash. So that's where I got comfortable shooting, you know, high ISO with my cameras. And, and, and with those photos that we did of the couple, it was starting to get dark. I just kind of turned it into like, you know, an art project, you know, without flash. I started getting creative with the lighting that we did have, finding some shadows, putting them in, in weird corners. And, and their photos turned out really great. You know, they loved everything. So mm-hmm. I, I was a little bummed that we couldn't go out in the rain because the grounds were so beautiful. It, it, we could have thrown them out in the water getting soaked, but the pictures would have come out really, really sick, you know? Yeah. So, but you know, you gotta, you gotta go with what your couples want to do. So. Yeah. If we could just do photography, of those stupid couples. Am I right? right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
I think that I think there is a type of photography you can make your own decisions on. I think Yeah, you just have to go and buy two mannequins and dress them up the way you want. (laughs) (laughs) You take them wherever you want, you pose them however you want. Where would you where do you find these mannequins? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the internet, I guess. <laughs> no, you go to you go to a retail store because you know they're all shutting down now because of Amazon. You find That's a retail so store. At <laughs> so you're at Target. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. You buy all of Target's mannequins, and you can make a whole family mm-hmm. out of their out of their mannequins. And you just pray that you don't see the mother of any brides when you're at Target. <laughs> <laughs> What do you say when you have a, a shopping cart full of mannequins? <laughs> uh, I I bought these for my friend. <laughs> you know, uh, I joke around about the mannequin thing, but um, Sam Hurd, you know who he is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things uh, he said to Jen and I had him do a photo shoot of us like a few years ago on our anniversary yeah. when we were in D.C. And he said one of the ways he learned how to like pose people and how to shoot and stuff like that was he would set up uh, like little wooden figurines. So like not like a full size mannequin, but like a little wooden figurine. And he'd test out like lighting stuff on that um, because the job he was working at the time, he had to do like these uh, portraits of mm-hmm. famous people. And so he's trying to like figure out like how he would want to light them and stuff, but he didn't have time to like figure out on them. So you yeah. have to figure it out ahead of time. Um, so, I mean, that's like a real thing you could actually do, mm-hmm. but, uh, I mean, maybe just wait until like robots are like lifelike and humanistic. <laughs> and then <laughs> we're, we're only a few years away from that. Wait, are you a robot? <laughs> Am I? <laughs> oh God. All right, so I heard. (laughs) If you say, am I a robot, like three more times, I think my programming causes, like, my head to start smoking. It's like, I've been found out. This is worse than being called out on being a spy in the photographer-videographer wars. You're going to start, you're going to start your hydraulic. (laughs) Like. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Like, I'm a performer. Times Square in New York, painted all silver. (laughs) No, except you would be gold, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. C-3PO all the way. So I heard your uh, recent episode with uh, Dustin and Corinne, Mm -hmm. and uh, they had a pretty interesting uh, conversation. They were talking about when, uh, when clients get divorced. Oh, wait, wait. You listened to an episode I wasn't on of my podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Ulysses, you cheated on me. No, man. What? Team, team Dustin. Pre-divorced? <laughs> Pre-divorced. <laughs> Pre-divorcing you right now. Hey, man, I am a fan of the podcast, all right? <laughs> I'm a fan of the podcast first, uh, a fan of my wife's second, uh, oh you, snap! Oh wow! <laughs> you, she's like right around the corner. She can hear everything you're yeah, saying. Yeah, she can hear me. She's right there. She knows. And you Please are. Let Maria you are, know that I'm defending her. You are somewhere in the top fifty, my friend. All right. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no! But uh, but that yeah, they they were talking about it, and that's something that I wanted to ask uh, you about. Like when a couple gets divorced after the wedding. Um, do you take their images down? How do you handle that situation? Why would I want those images up? 
hey, look at these people who got divorced. Like, <laughs> that doesn't help my business at all. Yeah, like, but not, you know, potential clients don't know that they got divorced. I, I've shot a lot of failed marriages. Um, I just want you to know I'm the number one <laughs> failed marriage photographer in the area. Uh, you want you want a book with me. Pre-divorce? that means you, pre-divorced? you can upgrade <laughs> in a few months. I'm the I'm the number one pre-divorced uh, marriage <laughs> marriage photographer. <laughs> compete with that. <laughs> Can't compete with that. <laughs> we we have had a couple uh, few couples uh, divorce after the fact, and uh, we had one couple that um, we had all their stuff ready within the month after their wedding, <clears throat> and we couldn't get a mm-hmm. hold of them, yeah. and. Uh, and everything uh, up to the wedding was dealt through the, the bride and her parents. So I think the parents even like finalized the, all the payments. Whoa, and stuff. whoa, whoa. Are you saying after the wedding, Wait. you reach out to the bride, didn't hear from her. She's ghosting you like a millennial. Wait. Totally, totally <laughs> stupid millennials. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not a millennial or anything. You're Don't totally worry about right. it. Uh, <laughs> what kind of beer you are you drinking? My birthday. What kind of yeah, beer are you I'm drinking right now? <laughs> drinking a lot um <laughs> but you're saying the parents ghosted you too no 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 you reached out to the so, yeah 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 so they didn't ghost me uh i was trying to get a hold of them to get you know to make sure i had the address correct for their photos uh but yeah they they i guess they did ghost me for a little bit and then finally and then they finally picked up the phone and said boo <laughs> it's the spookiest call you've ever had <laughs> and i went ah <laughs> not even halloween See, you yet to go back and edit that so i just say boo and you immediately say ah like you're so freaked out <laughs> i'm gonna start i'm gonna start this uh podcast episode with you saying boo <laughs> <laughs> no so they uh so yeah so then uh she finally got in contact with me and told me that they ended up getting um get, they split up right after the wedding um for whatever reason Damn. but she gave me his address and was like, here, you can send all the stuff to him if you want. <laughs> we know our daughter doesn't want it, but if you want no, to was a bride. trip him. It was a bride that did say that. It was a bride that told me that. But my whole point was that, you know, the only people I was in contact with up until the wedding was the bride and the parents. So the bride telling me to send everything to him, it, it sounded more of like, uh, you know, like, she was like purposely, you know, getting like revenge or something. So yeah, I wasn't comfortable with that. I told her that I wasn't going to send them. I had the, <laughs> I had everything. If she wanted them, I would gladly send everything to her. So look, uh, Ulysses, what I need you to do is I need you to send all the wedding photos to my ex-husband. And also, um, if you could go ahead in that boudoir session you did with me, just oh Photoshop God. the words uh, you wish you could have this over every single photo, make an album and send that to him as well. That'd be great. That's some sweet, sweet revenge right there, man. Except then he also has boudoir photos over. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, I thought, uh, yeah, I just thought that was kind of weird. I, I didn't feel comfortable doing that. But... Um, but those photos, okay. So before that even happened, we had posted one Are those of those photos on your website. So no, but one of the photos I had posted on Instagram, it got, um, it got featured on this magazine's, uh, Instagram blog thing or whatever, you know what I mean? So it was up there for the world to see. 
And it made us question that, like, oh, do we want to take this stuff down? And honestly, we, we really didn't because we own the rights to all the photos. Nobody knows who this couple is or what they're going through. So, and, uh, and we didn't have a blog of their wedding up. So did we? Wow. Did we have a blog? Oh, just their engagement session. Yeah. Wow. This is really playing into the whole thing where you don't have a heart and you don't care about wow, human beings. Man. Wow. So, so I was trying to make you look bad this whole podcast, but it got turned around pretty quickly. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on, moving up. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Oh my gosh. Don't dust it. I know. Don't I listen. I listen to your podcast. Do you need to say something much. to your listeners about, <laughs> about when, if we mention Dustin, what that means? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll mention it in the intro, man. It's all good. Cool. <laughs> memory card errors. Have you ever had any memory card errors during a wedding? During a wedding? During a wedding, you look down at your camera, it stops shooting. You look down and it gives you some kind of stupid error. You know, there's always like an error zero zero, error 57, whatever. Have you ever had anything like that? So when the 5D Mark III came out, Jen and I upgraded to that, and we've been shooting dual card slots ever since. So we haven't had any problems since then because if one of the cards does screw up, you have the other card, so mm -hmm. it's not a worry. Um, back in the days where we were shooting, she was on a 5D Mark II and I was on a 7D when we first got started. Mm -hmm. um, there was one wedding we shot where we had something screw up with the memory card, but we didn't realize it until after like the wedding day was over. The The only errors we really get that we've really ever gotten are uh, we have like a 50 millimeter F1.2 and that has failed on us twice. Really? Yeah, and we've had to send it back in both times because the motor stopped working and we had to get like the motor replaced. But um, also there's like something where it like wouldn't connect when we like put it on the camera for some reason. That's what I was going to say. If it so was it would a... shoot up like an air. Yeah. And then we, it was just like you change lenses and you keep shooting. Yeah. I've had. Uh, there's like a few frustrating moments where you're just panicking yeah. and sweating like crazy and like, what is going on? <laughs> I, think, uh, I think most of the times when that happens, Jen gives me the camera and the lens and takes my camera <laughs> and my lens <laughs> and says, figure this out. That sounds about right, man. <laughs> I had one time I was shooting uh, I was shooting a video when back when I owned my old video production company before I sold it, and I was using uh, the 5D Mark II, I believe, when I was shooting, and the I was I had a 70 to 200 on it, and the 70 to 200 somehow got like dropped or something, and um, like the part that screws into the camera got bent a little bit. So to get it on the camera, it was super hard, like, to get it on because yeah. <laughs> it was broken. Yeah. And I just muscled it on. And <laughs> Luckily, it didn't break the camera, and later we had to, you know, get the lens fixed. But <laughs> that was probably God, the stupidest dude. thing I ever did. I was like, oh, this isn't going on. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Oh man, uh, Jen's gonna listen to this and be like, "I hate you forever." <laughs> so no, you know Maria's the same way. If there's a problem, she's like, "I'm having issues." Here you go, you know. <laughs> but I almost prefer that because I feel like I can probably figure it out pretty quickly. And then she's, you know, she's covering the wedding, so it's all good. Um, we had it was a scarier back in the day when we first started, and we hadn't 
realized at that point in time yet, hey, we need to have backup cameras. So it was like, Jen was on a 5D Mark II, I was on a 7D. Yeah. And those were the only two cameras we had. So it was like, if one of those cameras fails, like, basically... Whichever one fails, like who's ever primary shooting <laughs> takes the other person's camera and they just keep shooting. And, and the, the other, other person, person pretends, pretends to shoot. shoot. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you don't want them to know that something's screwed up. Oh, and man. So you pretend to shoot until you're away from the client. And then it's like, and now I'm getting on my phone and I am going to Google whatever this error is yeah. and uh, figure it out. And then I was like, that happened one time and the camera was down for maybe five minutes before I got it figured out. It was it was the thing with the lens where yeah. like the lenses. So we just switched the lenses on the camera and kept shooting. And, um, after that it was like, and then Jen bought two 5G Mark threes. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we had two backup cameras. So, and so, we had cameras that we could record dual cards and, you know, yeah. Have backups on the camera for the photos. And yeah. So, uh, it, so you shoot, do you shoot with two cards on your camera or like yes. how do you do that? Yeah. Um, your backup card, is it recording raw or JPEG? Both raw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what I do too. Yeah. I don't understand these photographers who are like, I'm going raw on one and JPEG on the other. Yeah. So, so I had, uh, I had a, an error message, uh, recently and I, I was actually, I was actually shooting video. Um, and what happened was, and, uh, and there was only one thing I can think of why this happened, but I was shooting video and when I shoot video for some reason, Oh, I know why I'm, I'm only shooting on my SD cards and that's because I don't have enough CF cards to do both photo and video. And that day we were doing both photo and video. So, um, I was Canon only- by default goes to this SD card when you shoot video for some reason. Oh really? Like on a 5d Mark three or 5d Mark four. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I've tried to look for like a can place shoot change both, in though? settings. Can you shoot both? What do you mean? Like, can you shoot on both cards simultaneously? When you're shooting video? When you're shooting video, yeah. No, not oh. with Canon. Oh, okay. You well, can only shoot to one card at a time with Canon, and it defaults to your SD card okay, for so, some reason. So I didn't even know that. I was just shooting it because I didn't have enough SD cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah, so I was shooting video. Maria was shooting photo with, with our second photographer and, um, we were doing the letter reading for the bride and yeah. I had one camera on my monopod and then I have another camera on my gimbal and we were in the middle of the letter reading. I was holding the gimbal and I heard, you, you know, when you, you can hear it, I heard the camera, the shutter come off. Like it wasn't oh. recording anymore. And, you know, in the middle of the letter reading, I like looked over at my camera I'm like, what the heck was that? <laughs> you know? So I let her finish. And you're like, I got to hold this camera <laughs> real steady now. <laughs> so I let her finish. I go over to the camera and it had an error message. It said like error, whatever. It was like, it, it was a number, zero, zero or whatever the number was. And uh, <laughs> it was an error and then there was a number. Yeah. <laughs> like every time. And an <laughs> it was some number. But I, uh, it was one of those situations where like, uh, I was telling the bride, Hey, we're going to have to do that again. Uh, but while I was doing that explanation, I was, 
also looking at my phone, looking up the error code and looking at the camera. You know, I was trying to make everything happen at once. So you did not have eye contact with her while you're saying it. And she's like, this is so weird. No, Maria. What's Lizzie's doing right now? Maria, I think Maria sensed something was wrong. And so she was talking to her and totally handled it really well. Mm. We're good. That's the good thing about working with your wife. Yeah. They can sense when you like <laughs> when you're when you're panicking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they read those signals pretty, pretty clearly. So uh, I looked it up and it said like the first thing I read was something about the memory card. And then the camera was like, do you want to format your memory card? Absolutely not. So I, I all I did was I switched out the card, put in a new one and decided I'll I'll deal with it later. You know. Yeah. And uh, I had to repeat it, and the day went on as normal. The only thing I could think of with that situation, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but the only thing I could think of was that uh, what I do the day before is, you know, I'll prep the cameras, and then I'll I'll put the cards in that are going to go to those cameras, and I'll format them all to the camera. Mm-hmm. And what I used to do before is, like, uh, if this camera is potentially going to use uh, memory cards A, B, C, and D, I'll format them all to that camera. So that way, during the day, when I got to switch a memory card, I just I just switch to B, switch to D. I don't have to format anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that day, I do remember the, the night before, I formatted all the cards to one camera, but then I was using... Um, that memory card on an 80D. It wasn't even a 5D3. It was a different kind of camera on the 80D for video. And that video, that 80D is the one that uh, had the error message. So that's the only mm-hmm. thing I could think of that I didn't format the card to that specific camera. So that's what I do now. Like if this, ca- if this camera is going to use this card, I format it to that specific camera. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but that was the only time I've ever had like that kind of error message. And uh, all the video clips were saved. Nothing happened. So I got pretty lucky for that. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Podcast. Uh, if you guys are enjoying these episodes, if you guys like the podcast, you're fans of the podcast, uh, do me a favor. Scroll down to the bottom. Leave me a five-star rating. Leave me a review. Let me know what you think about the podcast. Uh, I believe leaving a rating uh, makes the podcast more discoverable for others to, to find. So you uh, so help me by supporting the podcast and leaving me uh, that rating. Um, if you guys want to reach out to me, you can find me on Instagram at Wedding Photo Podcast. Uh, you could also find me on Twitter at Del Toro Photo. So listen out for the next episode, episode two with Stephen Van Elk. Uh, until then, we will see you on the next one.